I'll let you see we get started. So, what do you do? I'm a vampire. <laughs> That's something I haven't heard before. I was waiting for you in that alleyway. What were you gonna do? Kill me, drink my blood, all that stuff? Yes. But you needn't be concerned with that now. I want this opportunity. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Boot. It's The Boot. We are casting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to do it. Because Hollywood's all about coulda. They love it. <laughs> Look, guys, it's going to happen. They're going to remake your yeah. favorite movies. They're going to take your toys and make them into blockbuster trilogies, They're quadrilogies. Take your video games. They're going to start taking grocery items and make Tide Pod the movie. Honestly, why isn't there like a Lucky Charms the movie? I don't know. What if there's a movie where all the serial mascots just went on a huge escapade? Oh, you have to cut this out so we can do that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Hollywood's <laughs> going to steal all our ideas. That's what this podcast is for. If you haven't uh, listened to us before, what we're going to do is we're going to recast a movie. This episode, we're doing Interview with the Vampire, not to be confused with Interview with a Vampire, which, which is, is what I've been calling it yeah. this whole time. I had to go through and change all of the like documents, everything that I labeled <laughs> Interview with a Vampire. Listen, guys, I have, <laughs> I have, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this today. I've read this book. It sits on my shelf at home. I had no idea. Like, I sat with it, like, by my bed for probably, like, three months reading it. And I had no idea it was called Interview with the Vampire. It's also, it also has a, a subtitle, The Vampire Chronicles. Yeah. So it's full name. Mm-hmm. It's Christian name, as if you it's will. It's given name. It's given name. Interview with the Vampire colon, The Vampire Chronicles. Which I can only assume is because Anne Rice wrote a bunch of books about this specific set of vampires, or more specifically, Lestat. And so I think they assumed they would make lots more movies. Yeah. I I think this movie came out at a time where that kind of shenanigans is more accepted than it is now. Like, mm -hmm. Twilight, the Blood Twilight Moon. The Twilight Saga, or, colon. Colon. Eclipse. I think if, if a movie came out called Interview with the Vampire, colon, The Vampire Chronicles today, I think people would be hard-pressed to go see it. It's weird that they put the like group title of all of these novels below the singular title for this one book. Right. It's a little cart before the horse. All right, That's well, weird. before we uh, get into Anne Rice's classic tale of vampires and... Children. <laughs> Um, we have some reboot news. Um, do you want to split these up? Do you want to yeah. do you want to take the first one? Yeah. Okay. So according to Deadline, Ryan Reynolds production company made a three-year Fox deal in the first movie they're making with, I guess, uh, as of now with the Deadpool writers is Clue. It's not a remake of the '80s movie with Tim Curry. It's just a reboot of the board game. Clue, a live-action film based on a Hasbro board game, Clue. It's in the process of reteaming Reynolds with Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who wrote the first Deadpool film. Clue has never been like one of my go-to movies. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. It's hilarious. But it's definitely not sacred to me. But at the same time, it's so unique in the way that it's structured that how are you going to... Are they going to tell a narrative murder tale? What's interesting is that I think it is sacred to a lot of people. Yeah. Like, if you're a fan of the movie Clue, you are a f serious fan. Right. And I don't want, I to anyone listening who is a fan of Clue, I, I please don't come after me with pitchforks and torches. I by no means meant that it's not deserving of yeah. your love. I'm sort of a noob when it comes to Clue. It is very, it's a really cool, funny movie. I also can't say that it's one of my favorites. But I got to say, I did not love Deadpool. And so the idea of having the minds behind Deadpool mm -hmm. and that like very specific sense of humor creating Clue, I just, I feel really, meh. I, yeah. might, I might pass on it. Yeah, I, I can see that. It seems like two different sensibilities. Who do you think Ryan Reynolds will play? I was just thinking, so Colonel Mustard, Mr. Green. Professor. Professor Plum. Plum. The butler. Well, the butler is like an invention. It's an invented character of the right? yeah the original movie because um, all the other like board game characters are women, right? Yeah, there's like Miss Peacock, 
Miss, Miss Scarlet, Scarlet, Miss White, Miss White. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess Professor Plum, maybe. Mr. Green. I like. What does Mr. Green do? Like, hmm. like I know all of their jobs, but I don't know what right. Mr. Like, Green. Like obviously, did. Colonel Mustard is a military man. Right. Professor, an academic. Mr. Green. Mr. Is... Green. Hmm. Sociopath. I think we found our way into the movie. <laughs> Who is Mr. Who is Green? Mr. Green. Okay. Well, continuing off Deadline. Men in Black spinoff filming. F. Gary Gray is the choice to direct the Men in Black film that will relaunch the franchise for Sony and Amblin. Um, this one, I have more to say. I think the key word here is, I'm just not sure what they mean by relaunch, because they have continued the story with the same characters mm -hmm. for three movies now. And they were going to do... A, so now a 21 just, Jump Street yes. Men in Black crossover, which I think would have been so funny. Starting over? Yeah, they're put. I think they're going to put it all in a box, put it away, and say, if you like these movies, you, they're always going to be there, but this is going to be the... I'm really nervous it's going to be like a Christopher Nolaning of oh, Men in Black. What? I don't know. Like the more traditional mythology of Men in Black being like the people that show up when you see something supernatural and I, try to like mess with your mind. I wonder if it's going to be, because Men in Black at times can be very cartoonish. I think this one is going to be a little more X-Files-y, science fiction-y. The aliens are going to look it's harsher. It's not going to be like Frank the Pug. No. I, I don't know. Because it's F. Gary Gray. I mean, just mentioning the couple films that he has done, that's why I'm sort of feeling like you it think the fate of the more... furious is kind of a gritty take on the it's very on the Fast and Furious. It was actually on story. TV. The like, yes, I was watching it, and I haven't seen. I've seen the first Fast and the Furious. I've seen the third Fast and the Furious. I tried to watch five, and that's. I was basically like, I can't, you, you I didn't can't do finish this. watching five. I didn't. Five is the best in the I whole series. I didn't finish it, and I didn't <gasps> see six, seven, or eight. So like, eight came on, and they're doing that scene where. Vin Diesel's now a bad guy, and he they're chasing him through the city, and they're, like, grappling hook his car, and then he, like, double NOS turbines it and destroys all five cars somehow. Yeah. Get on board. All right. I, all of I'll, America I is will. on board. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm apprehensive. I mean, because Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith. It's so, like, there's so many, like, quotable lines, great moments, the song. The good guys dress in black, remember that, just in case we have a face-to-face and make contact. The title held by me, M.I.B., means what you think you saw, you did not see. Do you want to, like, flash cast this right now, just offhand? Oh, gosh. I <laughs> Who's your J and K? <laughs> I'm really bad at this. But honestly, I hate to say this, but... Well, it really depends on what direction they take mm -hmm. it. Because if you're going with a traditional, like, same characters, different kind of world, I mean, this is a vehicle for Kevin Hart, who is, I don't want to say this. I almost just said he's sitting in this, a similar place that Will Smith was at the time. Yeah, I don't know if he's as leading manish as Will Smith is. Yeah. But, um,. You want to hear know. mine? You want to hear mine? It would be fun. I will say before, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> You're so excited. It just I will came say, to me. This would be a really fun one to not arbitrarily, but just because we like it would be fresh to see. Do a female version. I'm down with that. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of mouth breathers out there who are <sighs> not going to not going to at me world. <laughs> I want to see an all female men in black. And I want it on record. I enjoyed. The female Ghostbusters. Me too. I thought it was delightful. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so let's get into the interview with Wait, the vampire. You never said real quick. Oh, you didn't. Oh. Who were your two? Denzel Washington and Andy Samberg. <gasps> oh, interesting. I would 100,000 billion percent watch that movie. Yeah. That made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. Before okay. that, we, we have some rules that we're going to get into. We got some rules. Rule number one, no remakes, reboots, or long-lost sequels. We will not pick a movie to do on the show that has already been redone in the last 20 years. And this includes franchises like Star Wars that sort of pop up every 10 years and are like, let's do something new and fun and different. We'll try to not do that. We are sort of breaking that rule today. Um... <laughs> No imaginary casting, so your dream cast cannot be made up of actors that are not working. Your picks have to be able to make the movie right now, so they can be dead. <laughs> like, 
They need to have been like they need to be current. This is a <laughs> they current need to movie. Be working today. Yeah. And no quote unquote Tinder casting. So you can't just cast somebody because they kind of look like somebody. Right. You've got to be able to vouch for their talent as well as whatever like look you might think they bring. Now, guys, if you're listening to us and you're by a computer, may I suggest bringing up IMDb, bringing up Google, follow mm. along with us. We will try to give our picks with some of the movies they have been where you might have seen them. But, you know, if you're driving, pull over. Yeah. Ooh. Pull over. Get that phone out. Be safe. <laughs> follow along. Don't Google and drive. Don't Google and drive, guys. But uh, we will do our best to list our picks with their... With some credits with that you credits. might know. Right. This was the one complaint that my mom had when she listened to the podcast. She said, I must be really old because I had no idea who you were talking about. <laughs> and I said... Well, you only pick teen pop okay. stars, so... <laughs> That's all. That's the. I'm you, all about. I'm all about, and I'm gonna prove that today. Yeah. In fact, I, I'm very excited to do this movie for this installment because while there is a child actor or mm -hmm. child character, um, not a teen centric movie. No. So I was glad to look up actors of all ages and oh, be like, it was nice. "Oh, yeah, it was nice." To not have to nice. be like, "Who's like, who, who's like 28 and can play 15." <laughs> That is the struggle. We tricked ourselves into doing that with Starship Troopers. Okay, so we're going to get into Interview with the Vampire. The Vampire. It's a coven! A coven! It's your coffin, my love. Enjoy it. Most of us never get to know what it feels like. Why do you do this? I like to do it. I enjoy it. Take your rest seats, taste pure things. Kill them swiftly if you will, but do it, for do not doubt, you are a killer, Louis. Who, who did we pick? Who are our overall picks? We're going to be casting Louis, who is the vampire. Lestat. Giving the interview. Right. Lestat, Claudia, Armand. Armand. Is it Armand or Armando? I wrote Armando. It's Armand. It's Armand. Did you write him? Yeah, well, because I can't roll my R's or I would say it like that. Um, and Malloy, who is the interviewer. Yeah. How'd you, what'd you feel about rewatching this movie? Had you seen this before? Uh, let me tell you a little story about <laughs> my relationship with this movie. So I, I love horror movies. Anybody who knows me, probably, it's probably the only thing many people know about me. I love mm -hmm. horror movies. And, so I bought the book a few years ago to read it because I was like, this series, this character is really important, I think, to a lot of people. And I just wanted to be in the know. So I read Interview with the Vampire. With what? The Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I was like, great, cool. I had never seen the movie. I'm going to sit down and watch the movie. I made it maybe five minutes in and turned it off. Really? I could not do it. When Tom Cruise makes his first appearance and flies up into the air with Brad Pitt in his arms, I was done. Do you still want death? Or have you tasted it enough? Enough. I could not watch anymore. So that's, I was very insistent on doing this movie, even though they're creating a, a Vampire Chronicles television show. Mm -hmm. I was very insistent that we do this because I think that the story has potential, but it was really miscast. To the point that its creator, Anne Rice, at the time, like railed against the choices that were made, specifically Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt as Lestat and Louis. However, I think... Eventually, she walked back her statements about Tom Cruise. I don't know if she walked back any of her statements about <laughs> Brad Pitt, nor do I think she should. He famously hated being on this movie, Ooh. famously wanted out. I mean, this sort of just came out, this news, that he tried to get off the movie, called mm -hmm. David Geffen and was like, what will it take to get me off? And yep. he was like, $40 million. And Brad Pitt was like, never mind. Okay, fine. <laughs> um I enjoy this movie every time I watch it. I did notice this time that um, the story doesn't really go anywhere. Mm -mm. They just kind of become a vampire. Mm -hmm. They kill people. Brad Pitt is all brooding and angsty. Mm -hmm. And then he turns Kirsten Dunst into a child vampire. Then they escape. And then 
all the stuff with the theater in Paris, the vampires in the theater in Paris. Mm -hmm. And then he just kind of comes back. Like, <laughs> the movie's supposed to um, revolve around this. It, it's kind of a movie about a dysfunctional family mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, uh, with Louis and Lestat as like the fathers to this young vampire. Mm -hmm. And Louis, his only love in the world is Claudia, sort of like his child, his creation. Yeah. I don't know if that really landed for me this time around. Maybe it was just because Brad Pitt was so checked out and I knew yeah. it at the time, or I knew it now, that I was just like, ah, this movie just seems like a series of events that don't really it play together. It is an interesting assessment because there was a point, I think, by the time that he kills all the vampires in Paris and runs away with Armand, I mean... I read the books. So I knew this was where it was going. Okay. But Whatever. You sort of assume that something is going to come of this. Like it's a new era for yeah. Louis. And it's not. And so I think there, like that is the moment then you're like, what have we been watching this whole yeah. story for? Um, and so I honestly, like when I thought about it, I was like, I think maybe what they were trying to do was just go for an internal struggle. Like arguably the story is about Louis's coming to terms with the fact that he is immortal and he must kill other people to remain. Whining coward of a vampire who prowls the night killing rats and poodles. You could have finished us both. You condemn me to hell. I don't know any hell. I mean, there are strong themes of homosexuality and mm -hmm. sexual identity in this movie. Listen, um, they glaze. They glaze so tenderly over what the true issue with Claudia is. <laughs> Because let me tell you, <laughs> reading the book, because guys, I read the book, it is it is troubling that like they turn in the book, she's like five years old. Oh. And they turn her into a vampire. And eventually when she's like a hundred, she's like, I have sexual urges and I can't do anything about it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It is, it is, I think it's one of the things that if I was looking to like purchase this property, I would be like, how do we, how do we do this? This is a problematic Yeah. Well, they did, situation. you do what they did is they cast a 13 year old mm -hmm. and just sort of play it the same way. So it's less icky. Yeah. Even though it's still icky. It's still icky. I want to go first. Okay. Because I have a story about mm -hmm. casting this. Tell me. And as I've stated before, as I've stated before, <laughs> That I've been trying to get better and not making <laughs> long lists, being more decisive of who uh -huh. I want. And I cast a Louis and a Lestat, and I was like, these guys are perfect. Mm. And then I was like, but are they Oscar caliber? And I said, no. So I scrapped it, <gasps> and I started all over with a cast who I think could still be intriguing, but also maybe elevate it to a more prestigious level of movie like the kind of movie that you're going to get a screener for at the end of the year <laughs> for your consideration yes lay it on me uh for those of you who don't know screeners <laughs> are dvds that the industry sends out to members of the guilds mm, yep. for for them to consider for the award seasons that then their assistants take and, and rip <laughs> <laughs> to make hundreds of copies for everyone else in the office. Um, uh, did I let the cat out of the bag? Whoops. There's, that's what it's like to be in Hollywood, <laughs> folks. Um, okay. So, yeah, uh, Lay it on me. Who? who so we're going Louis? Louis first. Yes. I pick Sebastian Stan. Are you serious? Yeah. Did who? Why? I pick Sebastian. Stan. No way! <laughs> <laughs> that is such a random choice that's for crazy. us to have chosen the same person. That's crazy. That's kind of blowing my mind. Why did you pick him? Um, I love him. I think he's a great actor. I think we tend to not notice how good of an actor his mm -hmm. he is. Like, I, Tanya has been nominated for tons of awards this season. Mm -hmm. Not him, which is odd because I think he, he was a great. great performance. And it's almost surprising because, like, for a while, I mean, he's a Marvel superhero. That doesn't always lend itself to... Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're, you know... Something I don't know. Marvel has a has a pretty good pedigree of actors in their films. You know how I feel about superhero movies. I couldn't care less because I love them. <laughs> Brian was not sympathetic to me at all just now. He was like, 
doesn't matter. I just, as soon as I saw, I considered for a second casting somebody else who I have cast in something in an episode prior. Oh. And I turned away from it because I was like, don't just turn to the same people. And right. he was the next person that came to mind. And I was like, this is perfect. I think Sebastian Stan is an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. And I I picked him because he can play that sort of brooding fatalist. Mm-hmm. But he can also have like a nobility to him, like that kind of... Because yeah. Louis, that, at least in this version of Interview with a Vampire, he's very morally pointed north. Hear me now! This place is cursed! Damned! And yes, your master is the devil! Get out while you can! You are all free men! You hear me? Run! I'm going to use Captain America as as a okay. as an example of why he should be in this movie. He definitely plays a character who has lost time and has like lost out on and lost living and lost an arm. Um, and I just thought that like I want to see Sebastian Stan in that early scene before he's a vampire, like drinking himself to death, and really see him bottom out. I really <laughs> okay. The most, the most <laughs> condescending face from Kenna just there. But that's why that's why I picked him. I'd watch him in a lot of things, which is 100%. very rare for uh, like an up and coming actor. Yeah, I think there was two. I my um, first thought when I think of Sebastian Stan, and I know a lot of people have not seen this movie, which if I you, find odd. If you don't know who he is, he plays the Winter Soldier yes. in Captain America. He played yes. uh, John Galuli. Jeff Galuli, Jeff Galuli in Itanya. He was in Gossip Girl. No, yes, he was. And he, yeah, and I, I remember him from the short-lived NBC series Kings. Oh, he played like the I brother think I know what of that the is. prince. Yeah, he played like the prince. I, I remember Sebastian Stan from The Covenant, which is a movie about teenage witches that came out in the early two thousands, and. Honestly, if you've never seen this movie, I cannot recommend it enough. It is pure ridiculousness on steroids. And he is acting way above the actual content. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him. Because mm-hmm. he is he could be truly just giving it like nothing at all. And he is doing his absolute best. And it shows. Like he can elevate something. And so I like... I like him for this. I like mm-hmm. his versatility and his ability. All right, Lestat, the kind of the biggest one, the, he, uh, the like yeah. the most important role, I would say, for this really series. Well, I, okay, so oh, Louis the, the main series. Louis yeah. the main character, but Lestat is the through line through the rest of mm-hmm. these. You came from Paris. Hastic, the one who made me. Tell me about him. You must have learned something from him. I learned absolutely nothing. I wasn't given a choice, remember? But you must know something about the meaning of it all. Why? Why should I know these things? Do you know them? That noise. It's driving me mad. That noise! We've been in the country for weeks with nothing but that noise. How about Tom Cruise going zero to 100 in every scene he's in? He goes from full whisper to full scream. He whisper acts. In every scene. It was definitely one of those movies that when I was watching it, I would turn it all the way up and then when he would start yelling, I would be like, my roommates are going to yell at me. (laughs) I'm going to turn it all the way down. It was very Pacino of him. I was like, what are you doing? Do you know what's interesting is there's a super long list of people that they wanted to be list at. Anne Rice's first choice was Tom Hanks. What? She saw him in Philadelphia and went to speak with him and he was like, Nah, because he did Forrest Gump mm-hmm. in 94. Good choice. That's he who, won. That, yeah, that's who she wanted. And then I guess they gave it, they tried to give it to Johnny Depp, which... I could see. Everybody knows my feelings about Johnny know. Depp currently. Hashtag not my Grindelwald. <laughs> Get on board, guys. But 1994 Johnny Depp yeah. would have been a phenomenal stat. Do you want me to go first this time? Yeah. Um. Okay. Again, I have... I don't know. I don't want to say that I dislike this person. I think he's sort of overplaying himself right now. Mm -hmm. But I think purely just based on his raw talent and his identity as an actor, I think he is a spot on Lestat. And so I picked... Hit me with it. Tom Hiddleston. Ooh. (laughs) 
I like it. I definitely like it. Uh-huh. I guess I was I was hoping that you were going to pick the person I picked <gasps> and that we could go five for five, but alas. Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, he was in my consideration. Okay. I didn't go with him mainly because the Loki of it, it felt very... Loki-ish. Loki. Yeah. I think, though, that Tom Cruise is playing Lestat in a wild, wild way. Yeah. In a way that I'm not sure any other actor would choose. Uh, I, it's really bewildering when he just screams for no reason other than he's like, I got to shift this into another gear. <laughs> um, it's really weird. And also, did, did you think that it took a really long time for Louis to turn into a vampire? It felt like a 15-minute back and forth between whether or not he was going to become a vampire. Oh, really? I just felt like... You felt like it, well, it the whole thing drew with like, itself out. Yeah, like when he gets attacked and then he wakes up and he stumbles around and then like Lestat finds him later that night and then he gives him the choice that he never had. And then Louis goes and watches the sunrise. Right. Watches his last sunrise. And it's just like, sunrise. just be a vampire and let's <laughs> move along here to wherever this is supposed to go. That morning, I was not yet a vampire, and I saw my last sunrise. I remember it completely, and yet I can't recall any sunrise before it. I watched the whole magnificence of the dawn for the last time as if it were the first. And then I said farewell to sunlight and set out to become what I became. I'm trying to think of Tom Hiddleston outside. Oh, he was in War Horse, mm-hmm. which I didn't finish. I, I didn't start. start <laughs> so desperate about death. I'm trying to think what else. He's Tom done the Night Manager. Oh yeah, series. He was in Crimson Peak, Guillermo yeah. del Toro movie. But okay. you probably know him as if you're also. He played like, a vampire though with. Uh, Kate Blanchett, mm -hmm. right? Um, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't remember what that movie was called, but yeah. Yeah. My Lestat, you ready for it? Mm -hmm. Here comes the hammer. Leo DiCaprio. (laughs) You are stunned, by the way. To our audience, (laughs) Kenna's mouth dropped. Couldn't believe I just said that. Yeah, I actually can't believe you just said that. Leo fucking DiCaprio. Okay. Wow. Why? He won an Oscar for fighting a bear. Yeah. No, I think it would be... I. This is why I picked him He's, for Lestat. Yeah. To me, Lestat is like very aristocratic. He's very calculating. And at times he could be maniacal. Mm-hmm. And I want to see... I feel like I've seen DiCaprio kind of be like that as Howard Hughes. But I, I think Lestat would bring... He would bring... He, like, he would bring a weight and a gravitas to Lestat that I want my Louis to kind of fall into like if you're going to be sucked into the powers of this mysterious stranger mm-hmm. why not have it be leo dicaprio why yeah. not have it be yeah the pinnacle of movie stars you hate this pick you <laughs> hate this pick i stand by this pick 100%. i don't i don't hate it i know i i honestly you're shocked though i honestly don't know what to say about it because i agree like i think the big thing is tom cruise made choices in this movie mm-hmm. and it was it was okay like i would argue that he honestly gives one of the better performances in this movie but i would hope that whoever would do a new version of this movie would just make better choices you don't think leo can make better choices than tom cruise i think i'm sort of i'm seeing him as like what was his character's name in um django unchained oh the southern plantation yeah i'm sort of imagining him with like that as lestat but if you take it more from a place of like of like the revenant of of a very like serious actor playing a vampire i guess I, i guess i'm into it Leonardo DiCaprio, Sebastian Stan, play vampires. 2020. (laughs) (laughs) That not only will get nominated for Best Picture, it would make so much money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm not here for the bucks. (laughs) I'm here for the art of it. But I think think that's the thing. I, I, I don't know if Leo's ever played anything supernatural. Hmm. 
And I would want to see him do that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he plays a lot of biopics, a lot of grounded stuff. I guess Shutter Island. That was more horror. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was like it was it was more psychological horror than like. Yeah, I want to see him play the undead, and I feel like I don't I don't have to defend this pick anymore. No, I feel like you you are looking at me like why aren't you more excited? You looked at me like you were mortified. (laughs) You were like, how could I you? I looked at you like you were a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep okay. moving. Let's let the audience digest that. Let's move to um, Claudia. Yes. I guess she's the third most important. Claudia. Claudia. I have a feeling we're going to pick the same person for this. Just it's because um, I had one actress in mind, and then I remembered that this actress I picked was recently in a movie... We might that have. is now nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> we definitely picked the same I person. I picked McKenna Grace Me too. <laughs> from I, Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think if you watch her 20 minutes in that movie, mm-hmm. it's all the sort of innocent growing up into bitterness and rage that you, you want for this character. You need someone, you need a child actor who can play an adult. Yeah. Which Kirsten Dunst does very well. Which one of you did it? What you are, a vampire gone insane that pollutes its own bed. And if I cut my hair again? It will grow back again. But it wasn't always so. I had a mother once, and Louis, he had a wife. He was mortal, the same as she, and so was I. Claudia. You made us what we are, didn't you? Stop her, Louis. Did you do it to me? I think just based on the sort of, like, wit, I think that she maybe inadvertently like brought to being young Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoyed that. I haven't seen her in anything else. I don't think she has a long list of credits, Yeah, which is interesting because she's only 11, but yeah, I think this kid could, she could be the child like clinging to her mother and then turn into an adult woman inside speaking, a child's body. Speaking of clinging to her mother, how Let's long was please she? Please talk in- about this scene. <laughs> How fucking long was she in that room with a dead body? Her mother, her mother's like with eyes are being her like eyes are being sucked out by bugs, and she and she's pawing at her hand, mama, mama, mama. She looks fine, like she's been like she's been fed recently, like she's showered. I it's it's truly odd, and what's even more odd is that when Lestat finds her with Louis. Shortly after, he dances with her corpse. My philosopher, my martyr, never take you in life. Oh, yes. This calls for a celebration. There's still life in the old lady yet. I thought what was more strange was before Louis finds her, there's these two guys pulling a cart of dead mm-hmm. bodies, and they're like, don't go that way. There's, there's, the, there's plague. the plague. It's death that way. And it's like, didn't you hear this girl? Like, why didn't they help out? Brad Pitt's like, this whole movie is a plague on my life. <laughs> <laughs> you rewatch this movie with that filter that he hates. He, he very clearly. Every single scene of this movie, it brought so much joy to me. Just to know that he fucking hated it. And the thing is, again, maybe people did not know this in 1994, but Brad Pitt cannot do, I don't want to say, because he doesn't affect an accent necessarily, mm-hmm. but that's not his wheelhouse whatsoever. He, Neither is Tom Cruise. But somehow Tom Cruise pulls it off more. Like, I think from a base level point, like, I get that he was, like, the up-and-coming star, that they were, like, we're so probably so lucky to mm-hmm. have him in this movie, and it's just not his jam. Like, I just, I can't fathom being excited to cast him in this movie, for no. sure. Also, I would hope that in this version, in this updated version, that the actual teeth inside their mouths would not be a stumbling block. <laughs> Because I don't know if you felt the same way, but they definitely, whatever they used to, whether it was like a full like piece that they put in their mouth, whatever they did, Mm -hmm. they couldn't close their mouths. And so they were living with that sort of like constant half open 
here's my teeth thing that comes when you put like those like fake vampire teeth in your mouth. That's a common thing with a lot of vampire movies where yeah. they're just kind of their mouth is agape because they have that denture in mm-hmm. there. I think not Twilight. Did they do that digitally? Do you think it's just easier to just do it digitally? Yeah, like there have been movies where like people just sort of open their mouths and the teeth like appear. Let's see if we can hit a record. Let's see if we're I... go three for four. Armand. <laughs> I actually specifically chose a different actor than my initial thought because okay. I think I know who you're going to choose. Probably. This movie, is. it was sort of like when we did Gladiator. It, mm-hmm. it, the time at which the story takes place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Claudia could be African-American. You know what I mean? But That's true. They're in, they're in New Orleans. They're in New Orleans. She could be like Creole. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, well, we'll just keep going because I don't want to. I don't want to say that we messed up because I don't think we did mess up. I don't think we did either. Um, Armand, do you want to go with yours first? Yes. I chose Edgar Ramirez. Edgar Ramirez. Who is currently playing Gianni Versace on American Crime oh, Story. yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is that any good? Uh, everybody at work raves about it. I have yet to start it. Um, Edgar Ramirez. I he was in the new Point Break movie, the remake. He mm-hmm. was in Joy. He was in Girl on the Train. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen those movies, I don't know what to tell you other than to see <laughs> more movies. I don't know how to help you. He is... Okay, let's just talk about Antonio Banderas for a second. <laughs> His hair is very long. Why did every <laughs> vampire in the theater look like they belong to like a late 80s new metal band? <laughs> or like a prod rock band? It was on so many mullets. It was it was crazy to me that they did not because I just kept thinking like, sure, it's the mid 90s. I guess it's okay that like Louis keeps his hair long. Yeah, but I did. I I hated this. I hated this as a choice for everybody. Everyone had long hair. I did not like that. Let me ask you this. Would you rather go to a theater where vampires sacrifice a woman live on stage or your friend's (laughs) improv show? You have to go into one black box theater, and one is a vampire murdering a girl. And the other, I just kept being like, "What if they just like took a suggestion from the audience?" <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to take a suggestion from the audience. What should we do with this naked woman on the stage? I don't know. And I don't know why I'm dogging all over improv as someone who's done it for years, but it's like. It, this really felt like those shows that my friends have gone to, and they're like, "What are we? What are we doing here?" My true and honest answer is, I would go to a vampire show where they like murder someone on stage. Just as this flesh is pink now, so it will turn gray and wrinkle with age. <laughs> then why should you care if you die now? And suppose death had a heart to love and to release you. To whom would he turn his passion? Would you choose a person from the crowd there? A person to suffer as you suffer? Oh, yes, Monsieur Vampire, take me. I adore you. <laughs> you wait your turn. <laughs> I think more when you're reading it than when you're watching it, you're like, oh, they're fooling everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all a big show, and sure, there's a shock value, but people in the audience were not thrown like, even if that was fake and I was someone who was living during that time, I think I would be like, where did I, like, how did I get here? Yeah. You'd be like, who gave me these tickets? <laughs> <laughs> I need to have words with my coworker who recommended this. Who said that they she had a great time. Go to Paris. I have a great show <laughs> for you to see. No, no, no. Don't go to the opera. Don't go to the opera. You're going to go down an alley nearby. Um, yeah, I think I, I very specifically saw, I would think about the part where Antonio Banderas appears during their like show mm-hmm. and he sort of like makes the girl feel safe and then like kills her. <laughs> I feel like I thought way too deeply about this. I just felt very like connected to the vampires. Um, yeah, I was like, this guy has got this sort of like sex appeal mm-hmm. to be like, Yeah. Uh, I like your choice. I think it's an excellent choice. I Thank wish you. I had thought of it. I, But when I was picking Armand, I was like, Armand has to be someone so alluring that he would turn Louis away from the one thing he loved, mm-hmm. which is Claudia. Claudia. <laughs> I picked Gail Garcia Bernal. 
Oh, interesting. Because I I thought it'd be interesting to see because he's he's a much softer actor. Mm-hmm. Like tonally, he and and physically, he's a lot lighter than sort of Antonio Banderas, who's kind of more square jawed and mm-hmm. broad. I also thought that he would be the head of a theater. <laughs> you know, like he seems like the most artsy person I, I know. Like it's interesting because I did the thought pass through my mind to pick Diego Luna. Yeah. Who sort of like go goes hand in hand. I feel like with like when I thought of Diego Luna, I was like, or Gaga Garcia Bernal. I think we both did pretty good on that. Yeah. Armand. See, Armand. I can't, I can't roll my eyes. All right, Malloy. Malloy, who does not technically have a name. Isn't it Daniel? But they don't tell you that until the next book. Okay. He's just the boy, which makes him sound very young. Also, Kristen Slater only did this movie because River Phoenix <sighs> passed away. R.I.P. And he donated his salary mm-hmm. from this movie to River Phoenix's like favorite charities. And this is just one of those movies where you're like, oh, yeah, if River Phoenix had stayed alive, he probably would have been top tier actor mm-hmm. uh, or maybe he would have fallen off I don't I don't know but it was hard it's always hard to watch a movie with someone with like so much promise and know that like yeah like the Matrix sequel when everyone was like oh yeah Aaliyah was supposed to be in this movie wait really yeah she was supposed to be in the Matrix sequels instead of Keanu N- no <laughs> instead of what's his name's girlfriend who's in Zion yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> okay. anything about Matrix sequels. I thought you were just dropping the bomb that Keanu Reeves was not supposed to be in this movie. Oh god. Um, okay. Um, okay. So I made my choice because I was reading the trivia mm-hmm. while I was watching the movie, and I saw the blurb about River Phoenix originally being cast and then replacing him after his death. And because I knew exactly who I was going to pick in that moment. Because there is a person who is legitimately the second coming of River Phoenix, and his name is Harry Styles. Whoa. I did not see that coming. Seriously? No. I mean, yeah, I get it. I don't know why he's the second coming of River Phoenix. They look exactly the same. Do they? Yes. Put that, like, short, swoopy Dunkirk hair next to a picture. Oh, they do kind of look... Yeah. They do kind of look similar. That's what I'm saying. Um... If you don't know who Harry Styles is, I, I don't know how to. You're over the age of 40 and <laughs> just tell people that you do know who he is. He's, the, he's one of, the, I almost said the lead singer. That's kind of, but that's kind of the way it is. He was in One Direction, which is he, a boy band. He was in Dunkirk. But he's in Dunkirk. And he was actually pretty, pretty good in that. Yes, he was. I don't have any reason for him not to play that role. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a good critique. Well, cause, okay, so this is how I went about it. I thought Malloy... With someone who has to be very skeptical, but mm-hmm. I thought I thought of it as an opportunity to kind of show the modernity of the world that we come back to when Louis finishes his story or as he tells his story. Okay. Um, by the way, so this movie takes place in San Francisco. At least the the present day parts mm-hmm. take place in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. San Francisco really looked like a shithole. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, not. Which is which. I, I sort of loved, I remember thinking, I do love that opening shot where they're just tracking us up to mm-hmm. the window where he's looking. And I think it's just sort of meant to be like, this is like this is Louis' gaze. Like, he watches humanity. Oh, like it's decay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, I, I like that. I like I was like, this looks like Times Square 1970. But this it's looks, gross. It looks rough. Even just like the sort of sweeping shot of the Golden Gate Bridge is not pretty. It's yeah. not, Yeah. Maybe that was just a filmmaking choice that uh, that passed over me. Um, so I, I thought of Malloy as like a very modern person. So I picked uh, Samira Wiley. Oh, from Orange Is the New Black and Ooh, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, look at you! I, yeah, I know. I thought because she, I think she could play like a highly intelligent yet mm-hmm. skeptical reporter mm-hmm. who um, would then be convinced that Lou, what Louis says is like absolutely true and then get maybe at the end get yeah like which in the in the movie his it doesn't take him long at all to be on board because he's like listening to this story and in the first five minutes it's like what happened next there has to be more to tell you you don't understand yourself you're not empty what people wouldn't give to be like what i wouldn't give to be like you to have your power to be able to have seen the things that you've seen in your life now, you brought me up here for a reason, didn't you? Didn't what, you? And what reason would that be? You want a companion. You want a link to the outside world. Well, that's me. 
I mean, take me. That's what I want. I want what you have. I refuse to let it end like this. Dear God, I failed again, haven't I? He's not at all like, right, you were alive. One of my in favorite... Louisiana in like 1897, yeah, right. Well, that moment is one of my favorite moments in the movie where he's like trying to be like, well, what about crucifixes, huh? <laughs> and then Brad Pitt is like, Brad Pitt is like, I'm actually quite fond of looking at crucifixes. <laughs> it's like, what? What is that fucking? Not mean? only is that untrue, I love crucifixes. <laughs> 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 it was very much it's, like I'll show you so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I that, so that was my pick. I thought it would it was like my opportunity mm-hmm. to interject, yeah. you know, a person of color, a different gender. Yeah, I like that choice a lot. I like I really like her as an actor. And I think you're right. You need someone who isn't just going to be like enraptured yeah. from moment 1, which Christian Slater kind of is. He is. He's all in. So much so that he wants to be, <laughs> he wants to be a vampire yeah. at the end of it all. Um, well, that's great. We did it. I like a lot of your picks. I like most of your picks. Yeah, I like your picks as well. Most of your picks are my picks. <laughs> that's true. We did pick some of the same two people. Two of five. <laughs> so two two out of five is now the record. Oh. I guess if we get all five. What do we do? Pod Pod's done. Pod's <gasps> over. <laughs> this is going to be like four weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> the next segment, a segment we like to call... Where does Barry Pepper go? If you haven't listened to this podcast before, it's a segment where we take the famous actor Barry Pepper from such movies as Saving Private Ryan and the Green Battle- Mile? Battlefield Earth <clears throat> and put him somewhere in this movie. And I and usually this segment is easy. Like there's a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of places I'd like to see him. This one not so much. Really? This one had uh, maybe like two people. Yeah. So unless unless we cast him as like a male prostitute. Right. I had some interesting <laughs> There's not many like peripheral characters for to pick from. I had a couple interesting ideas. Oh. Um lay it on and me. right now I'm I actually have two and I'm gonna pick this is gonna be a game time decision. So so why don't you go first? I have to because when I <clears> when <throat> we we picked our we picked our picks. And I was watching, and I remember being like, man, if we just had one more, we would definitely do Santiago, mm-hmm. who is so amazing. Um, that whole portion of the movie, like, in the theater was probably my favorite part. Um, and so I was like, I just got to throw Barry Pepper into that. I want him to be <laughs> Santiago. You want him to tap dance on the, do the Fred Astaire tap 100%. dance on the, the tunnel? Stephen Ray kills it. He does. He kills it. And that, like, that was, that was one that I was like, yeah, he obviously has to be Santiago. It's really the only mm-hmm. other speaking role. But then I was like, what if he, like, last time you put him as, like, a bit part. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if he just came in as a bit part? And I was like, what if he was just like the dressmaker? What if he was just like Claudia's mm. dressmaker? Oh, yeah. Who like pricks her finger and she's like. I'll she's kiss like, it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we did talk about the scene that where Claudia and her surrogate mother meet their <gasps> untimely they ending. Die. Poor, that poor mom. Yeah. She got to be a vampire for 20 minutes. She was like all ready to go. Oh man. Can you imagine getting promised everlasting life and then immediately dying? I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> and nope. And you're <laughs> that I mean that honestly, because here's the thing. I do fully believe that like horror movies don't have to like scare you in a very specific way in order to be horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um but so so yeah, there's a lot of like softness and rom- romantic, you know, feelings in this movie. But that was the part that I was like, this is horrifying. Yeah, them coming to like take them out of their house and like carry them away, yeah. and everybody's sort of it's all like exaggerated, and they're mm-hmm. like laughing maniacally. It was terrifying. And then Louis goes all unforgiven on their ass. Like, I think it's like the next morning. He's like, yeah, uh, I don't care. I'm going broad daylight into this theater gasolining all of you which i mean problematic why did they all sleep in the same room i don't know <laughs> like do they want to die they have jobs <laughs> they could probably pay rent <laughs> yeah is where is all this money that they're making at this theater going know. do they do this pro bono i don't think so <laughs> i guess vampires don't really need money because once they kill you they can take your money yeah 
we did it. We we're done. But I have a few other bits that we didn't get to talk about, so I'm just gonna throw them out there before we go. Yeah. Um, when Louis sees Santiago after Claudia turns to ash, mm-hmm. uh, he gives Louis the greatest like whoopsie whoopsie <laughs> look. Like, what are you gonna do? He. Oh my gosh, I was so taken by his performance. Because it's, it's out there. It's it is really way weird, yeah. out there. It's very but theatrical. But I, I had so much fun watching that. Um, and then Armando's like little boy. Armand. Armand's little boy when like Louis jumps oh, yeah. in the carriage and the little boy's like, huh? You again? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like, Which I couldn't figure out if they were just showing us that it's the same kid that he like offered him. Yeah, it was. Is, was that the only purpose? Of it was him his being blood like, boy. Hey, it was his blood boy. Yeah, yeah. it was like his loyal. Or he just familiar. got like he got a moment. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then finally, I think the worst sin of this movie is the Guns and Roses version of Sympathy for a Devil that closes out the movie. Let's okay the ending of the movie, because here's the thing, guys. One final time, I read the book, <laughs> and at the end of the book, Louis like fights the fights the boy and then leaves, and the guys like okay, I have all this information on Lestat. I'm going to go find him because I genuinely oh, wow. want to be a vampire. Lestat doesn't just like appear. And he was so broad in that moment. So broad that I was like, why are we doing this? Can Where- Lestat fly? Is that how he got in the car? Or did well, he just yeah, hide in the like, car the whole time? He like picks Brad Pitt up at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, you're right. He can, can fly. fly. Oh boy. But also, has he been like a, a corpse for like most yeah that was weird too like him sort of coming back to life after he drank from him weird yeah it was really a Stella got his groove back moment (laughs) for me okay let's wrap it up that's it for interview with the vampire thanks for joining us on the boot uh if you like what you heard please subscribe and rate five stars tell your friends about it and uh, let us know what you thought of our picks if you thought that we stink and you have better picks let us know if you thought our picks were great let us know. Yeah. Kenna, how do they let us know? You can find us as a team, as a podcast, on Twitter at The Boot Podcast or on Instagram at Boot Podcast. Um, but if you just like one of us more than the other, which is fine, that's going to happen. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Flynn B. And Kenna? Same deal. You can find me on both at Kenna Trent. W- more importantly, where can they find this podcast? Brian, I just said that. No. Not the not Instagram account. Social media. Where can you find us to, to download, download? Yeah. Here's the thing. You can find us. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes, um, but you can also find us at a few other um, aggregators. iPod aggregate. I podcast aggregators. There you go. Um, because yeah, I had a friend who found us on like a random app recently. Right, so cool. yeah, look for us wherever you get your podcasts. But if you don't find us, for sure we're on iTunes and Stitcher. All right, thanks guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Have you heard enough? But it wasn't. I've had to listen to that. For centuries.